You're listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast, the show for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights and progress from students who have completed the MC2C mentoring program, networking opportunities, and unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. So, if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast, in which today we will be talking a lot about mentorship, about, you know, reaching another level of success and how working together and finding people who've accomplished your goals, the goals that you want to accomplish, to me is the best way to do that. And to do so, I actually have one of my mentors here today, Carlos Gregory. How are you doing today, my friend? Great, Daniel. Thank you. Pleasure and honor to uh, be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. The pleasure and honor is all mine. It's all mine. You, I, I know I try to tell you how much I appreciate you. And I, I try to tell you how much, uh, th- how much, how thankful I am for your mentorship, for your friendship. Um, but I, I want to make sure I publicly say it because um, you have been pushing me um, and motivating me and showing me uh, better ways to do things. And when I become my own worst enemy, you're like, Daniel, just do it. Right. Um, and so thank you. So again, man, but let's, let's I gotta talk tell about you, man. That's uh that, that makes me feel great. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm a, I, the, the, the relationship is reciprocal. Um, I'm as grateful for, for the relationship as, as you are. And I think that, uh, uh, this isn't a one way street, right? I think I'm learning as much from you as you're learning from me. And so it's mutually beneficial. So thank you though. I appreciate the kind words. No, I want to talk a little bit more about that because um, I think it is very common knowledge to know like mentorship is important and mentorship is a really good way to reach your goals and, and that we should all have mentors, right? And that, but a lot of college students might not know the right way to approach a mentorship relationship. And so what I, I found um, is that there's no such thing as a long-term relationship if it's not mutual beneficial. And that applies to a mentee-mentor relationship that applies to that relationship with my mom my wife when my dog like it needs to be mutual beneficial and as a when a relationship becomes very lopsided to one way or another the relationship seems to either end in a bad way or just the communication stops and so one of the things i've noticed or i've i really focus and i and i really try to be mindful on it is if i am talking to someone like, like yourself that have, has accomplished so many of the things that I want to accomplish, right? That you are a role model to me and more than just in a professional way. I'm always thinking, how can I add value to Carlos? Like, how can I go out of my way to make sure it's mutually beneficial? But I think it's tough for college students because it, it's hard for them to envision, how can I help someone like Carlos who, who manages a real estate fund, who has such a successful like business background? And so what are your thoughts and advice on that? Yeah, I, you know, I think that the biggest thing that, that folks uh, who are being uh, mentored can offer their mentor is generational feedback, right? And so what, what do I mean by that? You know, uh, I, we're not too far in age, but even though um, your college skills and, and your social media skills and and your connectivity to folks, you know, uh, more associated in your generation, your peer group, um, is unique and different. 
right? So, you know, for example, uh, when I was coming up and going from college to career, LinkedIn didn't exist. Facebook, you know, didn't exist. Like a lot of these things weren't around. And so, um, you know, I think that's where people like myself can benefit from, from being mentors to the younger generation is that you can learn a lot from, you know, how these folks think, you know, they're the, the future of our workforce, they're the future, uh, you know, leaders inside of our organizations. And if we don't start aligning ourselves with that thought process and what those needs are, uh, then it's going to be very difficult to get those individuals into the companies, um, keep them there, um, and allow them to transition into the leadership roles that they deserve. So, I, you know, I think on that side of it, that's really a key component. So, you know, I, I would tell college students, um, don't worry about what you don't know or, you know, how do I truly add value? I, I think you add value merely by asking questions, um, listening to the questions being asked of you and being honest and open about them. Um, and I think when that level of communication is consistent, uh, then I think everybody's learning um, and engaged in the relationship. What about like, you know, if, if a student is just intimidated and just what advice do you have for them to start the conversation? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use a story. Uh, long ago, um, I had a, a mentor myself. Uh, I was 23 years old and I was handed an opportunity uh, to manage uh, what was at the time a pretty substantial amount of money for the business. It was a $50 million uh, operating revenue stream. And I was 23 and I was terrified, right? <clears throat> I was terrified because of the people that I had to uh, respond to, the, the folks who I had to answer to, the folks who I had to speak with um, in order to, to, to be that, you know, at that level. Um, and my mentor told me, you know, Carlos, they're humans just like you. And, you know, you, 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 this isn't being handed to you. You earn this which means that you've earned your ability to have these conversations and be in those conversations. And, and so I, I think the moral to the story is that, um, you know, college prepares us uh, for, the, you know, a lot of the tactical things in business, um, but, but, you know, life prepares us uh, to just have conversations with other human beings. And so if you look at folks who are mentors or who are leaders in their organization, you know, whether it's the president or the vice president, uh, no one should ever be intimidated to the point where they're not comfortable saying hello. And, you know, I'd love to hear about how you became so successful. And I can tell you that 99.9% .9 of the time, um, you'll be surprised at how uh, down to earth these people are and how willing they are to share with you how they succeeded and and how they might be able to help you be uh, successful. And, and I think that's, you know, sometimes how you, how you find mentors. I'd be interested to know if you've encountered similar situation that I have. So I've noticed the same thing as you in that anybody that has reached any level of success has, has never done it alone, right? They've, someone has helped them throughout the way, right? And I think that's kind of how like our society continues to improve because the people before us have laid the foundation, which makes it easier to get to that level. And so that when you get to that level, you can advance it, advance it and advance it. And so knowing that I haven't really found, found anybody that's extremely, extremely successful who's done it by themselves. And I also don't think, and I found that the people who are very successful, 
want to help, right? They want to extend their hand to help the next generation get there. So I've always, I found that very helpful. But what I found, the biggest issue that they have in terms of helping, is not that they don't want to help, it's that they don't want to waste their time. And because time to them is the most valuable resource in the world, that's something they cannot necessarily buy more of, right? You have 24 hours, I have 24 hours. Someone that's five years old has 24 hours, right? We all have 24 hours. And so the biggest challenge when it comes to getting students, get mentorship by very successful individuals is that the hesitation is the fear by these individuals to feel like this person is going to waste their time. That if I spend one hour going to Starbucks with this person and I mentor them and I give them all this advice that is going to go out one, go in one ear, out the other, and I just wasted an hour. Sure. Sure. What do you yeah. think about that? Yeah. I, you know, uh, I, I, I do know a lot of folks um, are very critical of who or, or when they're going to be uh, mentors to somebody. And some folks are already mentoring people and they just, you know, really don't have the bandwidth to, to add on anymore. Right. Um, and, and so I, I, but that shouldn't deter you from asking, you know, uh, simple rule of thumb, don't ask, don't get. And so if it's something that you that you think will will add value, and I can tell you it certainly will, you know, don't be afraid to ask. And for the people that are um, in the mentor position or the leadership uh, position in organizations, um, you know, it's, it's absolutely invaluable. Um, I, I think that, uh, as you said, none of us got to where we are by ourselves. Uh, I think the reason you haven't found anybody that did it on their own is because I don't think that person exists. And uh, it takes a team to get through life. And, uh, you know, most folks never forget that. And if the timing is right and, and the opportunity to make sense, then they're willing to do it. But the, the, you're right. The second part of that is um, the mentee has to listen. They have to, you know, follow through on, on what's being asked of them. They, they have to be engaged. They have to provide feedback. Um, I think the results, you know, have to be there. Uh because that's the goal, right? You know, you're asking to be mentored because there's something that you don't know that you'd like to learn better. And, and by having a mentor slash coach, um, you're able to shorten your learning curve of, of, of the experience and, and, and the trials that it takes to know that, that information. And so when you receive it, you got to act on it quickly because then the relationship grows on the fact that um, the results are, are happening, right? So it, it's yeah. not, it's not, and no one's time is being wasted. And um, and, and it's, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've had uh, uh, most recently a family member reach out to me, you know, uh, asked me to speak to, to their son um, who's getting ready to graduate high school and is interested in real estate. And I, you know, my response was, look, I, I'd be happy to, um, but I, I, you know, I only really have uh, one requirement. And that is that, you know, if, if they're going to, if I'm going to work with them, that they have to do the, the things that we agree that they're going to do. And, and I don't ask anybody, and, and I'll tell you, it's a philosophy, not only in mentoring, but I think it's a philosophy in how I operate business and, and the relationships that I have, you know, any, any new relationship, whether it's, you know, business to business, uh, you know, uh, I'm the client, you're the client, et cetera. Um, it, I don't expect anyone to do anything more than they say they're going to do, but if they say they're going to do it, then I trust that it's going to be done because that's the way I manage myself right? Be of your word. And uh, I, I think business is losing a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm going to just share kind of my 
my tricks of the trade on trying to get, you know, associate myself with successful individuals like yourself. I think um, when you're on the other side of it, and I, if I'm looking for someone to mentor me to, to right now, not only do I want to find ways to add value, right? Like I always want to try to help any way that I can. I'm always texting you and saying like, Hey, what can I do for you? Right. But on top of that, I also have to do my part. And, and to your point, make sure that it, I am following that advice, right? That you're that you're not just speaking to a wall. That you're that I'm listening. I'm taking action, and that I'm executing. And and that if I run ac- across a problem, like, hey, Carlos, I said I was going to do this. I tried it. This is why I have to tweak it. Kind of like keep you on it. And I think it's it's a, like a like a, um, a snowball kind of deal because at first it might be a small task, right? And then when I prove that I can handle that task, you might be giving me more advice, like. I don't think even when we meet, like, I think sometimes you could be holding back on that advice because I might not be ready for that advice at that moment. Right. Um, right. And right. so I think it's on, on top of that. Right. I think it's showing to your mentor and sharing with them your wins and losses. Right. Because they're part of the journey and they're, they're going to be happy for you and they want to see you succeed. Like they have skin in the game in a, in a way like they had, they bet it on you. So they obviously it's also in their best interest for you to be successful. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, it's incredibly satisfying to, to see, you know, yourself and, and others that I've worked with uh, be successful. Uh, I've been fortunate, you know, to have had this perspective early on in my career of, you know, just uh, continuously helping others get to the next, next level. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a quote or a quote out there or a saying out there that's, you know, there's, there's leaders who surround themselves with dwarfs because it makes them feel like giants. And then there's leaders who surround themselves with giants that push them to the next level. And, and I've always been on the latter side of that. And so, um, you know, I think the folks uh, that have had the opportunity to work with me would tell you that uh, I pour into them. I make them believe that they can accomplish things that they never thought possible. And there's a very small set of those individuals who actually take that advice and, and do it. Um, and then there's the ones that aren't, you know, the world needs both of those people in order for everything to, to operate and run. So it really just comes down to, you know, I think, what are you trying to achieve in your life? You know, do you want to have kind of a normal steady life or, you know, do you really want to accelerate your, your career, um, uh, professionally and, and what, what are you willing to, to sacrifice to have an, that outstanding career that you really want? And so. Um, having a team, uh, whether it be one or two or three men, I, you know, uh, to this day, I can I, I tell you right now, you know, I, there's five individuals that I talk to on a regular basis who are my mentors or coaches. Um, they know that that's who they are in my life. Um, and each one of them has a very, very unique set of skills, whether it's law, you know, finance, uh, marketing, uh, networking, and, and they provide me that feedback. And so I, I, I don't think we're we're ever too old yeah. to be coached and, and, and you know, just got to be humble in that sense. Yeah. I, I love your point because I, I don't want people to assume that you can only have one mentor. Right. And that's, I, I talk about this a lot with my students that are in my mentoring program, the Mastering College Career Academy, that you should run yourself like a business. So I'm a big believer of running yourself like a business, like you yourself, like me, Daniel Botero, I am a million dollar brand, right? Because my hopes is that 
the students that I work with are going to graduate college, get a job that makes them at least $50,000 a year. If they do that for 20 years, right, I'm hoping they're going to get promotions and they're going to get raises. But even if you make $50,000 a year for 20 years, it's a, that's a million dollars. So you're a million dollar brand yourself. So you should run yourself like one. And because of that, you should have mentors in all major areas or, or focus of your life, right? And so when I think about the people I surround myself, I build my board of directors, right? Or my board of advisors. And these are people who are specialized. Uh, they have a specialized knowledge in a particular area of my life that I want to improve. So an example of our relationship, I think I come to you to help me take my business to the next level. Like, how do I scale up? How do I grow? Um, and how do I build the, the fin financial independence that I want to have, right? Um, and, and my goal has always been be financially independent by the age of 35. So I have four years, time's ticking, and I need to think outside the box and I need, I need to think bigger. And I think that's where you push me, right? And when we have those conversations, I can't do what I did before. If not, I'm going to get the same results, right? The definition of insanity, right? And then I have, I, I have people that I talk to regarding my health and fitness goals, right? Or and I have people that I talk to regarding um, other areas of my life, whether it's marketing or, or different things, right? And so I think it's important to not just think about having just one mentor, but surrounding yourself like what you mentioned, having like a board of advisors, where you can have different people that you can go to throughout different times when you're looking for advice on a particular topic. Yeah, that's, that's critical. You know, the, the, the saying is true, you know, tell me uh, the five people that you're surrounding yourself with, and I'll tell you where you'll be in five years. It is absolutely true. And, you know, where, wherever you have the opportunity, those five individuals should be more successful than you currently are. Uh, and, and, you know, through, through that law, if you will, you'll, you'll grow to, to be at that level. And then when you get there, you got to choose a few different ones. Right. Yeah. And, and, and but again, it's kind of, it, it's something that just happens through life and uh, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of it. You gotta want it um, and, and push, push forward to it. But yeah, I, there's no question that um, um, early on in high school, I had uh, some very, very optimistic goals. Uh, my, my friends would call me, you know, uh, Mr. Grandfather, because, you know, they were thinking about, you know, the next party we were going to go to. And I was thinking about how I was going to make my first million dollars. Um, and, and so uh, very, very, at a very young age, I started building those steps. I, you know, I read a lot. I prepared myself. Um, I'm a, a diehard believer in, in Tony Robbins and um, not as a motivational speaker, but as a strategist uh, for life um, and, and others, you know, Ray Dalio or some of the folks that, that I read on. And so I, you know, I'm always reading um, and, and learning and trying to find better ways to improve myself, uh, which allows me the opportunity to help improve others. And so, you know, always, always prepare yourself, uh, you know, work hard, find people that'll help you along the way um, and give back, you know, pay it forward. You, you got to, right? And there's no better feeling, I think, than to have been able to be in an opportunity um, to remember what a mentor uh, did for me. You know, somebody that put their hand down and grabbed mine and pulled me up. And any chance that I have the opportunity to do that, um, I'm happy to do it. So it's it's fun. It's And I enjoy it. I mean, it, it, it's fantastic to see people grow. And, and that's part of the win-win too. Like sometimes you might not be able to give some value back right away, but the value of them, of you succeeding might be joy and, and satisfaction for the other person too, right? Hey, you made it to the middle of the episode. 
Let's take a break to tune in to how one of the mentees used insight from Daniel and the Master and Kasha Career Academy to help them take steps towards their dream job or internship. for my internship that I got thanks to the Mastering College to Career Academy. I'm with one of the um, top accounting firms in the world and I wouldn't have done it without Mastering College to Career Academy and Danielle's entire help. Honestly, I started noticing the difference once I enrolled because previously I would apply to pretty much everywhere and I would spend two or three hours to just get the email two weeks later. Hey, I'm sorry, we decided to move forward with a different candidate. But once I enrolled and I started applying the knowledge um, that is in the modules, I started getting um, interviews and eventually offers. And I'm graduating with four internships and I got a full-time offer in San Francisco with the top accounting firm in the world a year before graduation. So I don't want you to sleep on it. This is a no-brainer. It's literally step-by-step step on um, how to become an ideal candidate. I hope you all the best of luck and don't, don't think too much about it. This student's testimony is just one of thousands who have landed a position in their dream career. So if you're interested in joining the Academy alongside these successful mentees, schedule a strategy call with Daniel today at www.masteringcollegetogareer.com forward slash strategy call. And now let's get back to the episode. Another thing you mentioned too, that's super important. It's just how books can be mentors, right? Like um, I've always said the best way to reach any goal is to learn from someone who's done it before. So AKA your mentor. But if you don't have those people accessible to you at this moment or in your network, I guarantee you that there is a book written by the most successful individual in that particular topic that you can go and read and you can go and listen to and you can consume their content. Like um, someone like for you, like Ray Dalio, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ray Dalio. And if you just think about the work he's doing, that guy or that individual, that person, he doesn't have to write a book, right? He has more money for the, for the, for, for a hundred generations, right? Like he, he doesn't ever need to worry about. And all he, the reason why he's taking the majority of his day, if, if not a big part of his day, writing books, writing blogs, creating content, sharing his knowledge so he can pass that down to the world it's like, why wouldn't you read it, right? Like, I, I think a lot so much right. about what a book is, right? And uh, the average book is around 200 pages, and it takes about four hours to read. And if you think about what a book is, I even think about my book as an example, it's, it's five, 10, 20, 20 years of experience. Let's think about Think and Grow Rich, where Napoleon Hill literally interviewed the most successful people of, it, of, of his era, right? Like imagine if someone right now would have interviewed Steve Jobs before he died, Bill Gates, right? Elon Musk, like, um, I mean, you name him, they've interviewed them, right? Ray Dalio, Tony Robbins. And then they, they write down and say, what do these people have in common? And then wrote it down. It took him 20 years to write this book that you can go and read in four hours. I think it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you said something there that, that just really hit me. Um, I think people, people need to remember and really, really live in a place where they see the world and others as wanting to help you win, right? There's, there, there's a mentality out there, I think, that the system is aligned against you. And it's not, it's not true. You know, I think human beings, the right human beings, 
um, want people to win. And so if you, if you are constantly creating, you know, th those thoughts of being grateful for the good, being grateful for the bad, uh, things that happen in your life, um, but having consistent faith, and, and I don't mean religious faith, but just faith that, you know, you are going to accomplish those goals and then follow the steps of all the folks uh, who came before us, like, uh, you know, Napoleon Hill and, and, the, and, and that amazing book that, um, that he wrote. And even folks that, you know, maybe you consider today to be, you know, very successful individuals, um, success leaves those clues. And so, you know, don't, don't think that um, it's never going to happen. On the contrary, uh, always believe that it will happen and that it will happen in its own time, right? Um, and, and find the people that are going to help you get there along the way. Yeah. It, it, you know, is this concept of growth mindset versus... Um, like stagnant mindset or is it growth mindset and fixed mindset, right? It's the the fact that well, let's say me as an example, me and you are both in Orlando, Florida. And if you were to say, you know what, Danny, I'm not going to help you grow your business because if every dollar that goes into your business is potentially a dollar that cannot go into my business, so I can't help you, right? But you don't look at it that way. You're looking at it like, actually, if we help Daniel's business, if, if I can help Daniel's businesses grow, then that means more college students can go get jobs, which means that a better workforce, a more educated workforce in Orlando's, and so my business can grow, right? So there's this growth mentality about the world. And I, I, I've seen that common in very successful people of having this growth mindset and that fixed mindset of, yeah, the world is against me. Um, I'm not like, I'm naturally good at this or I'm not like, or like if I go to play soccer, I mean, that's something me and you love to do together. Right. We go play soccer and I say, I can't get better. This is a fixed mindset. Like we don't like, it's not that mindset. You have to change the way you think and say, no, you can get better. Just, you just, are you willing to put in the work to get to where you want to be? Right. Like me and you are going to go do uh, a Spartan race in a couple of months. Right. Like if we were to run it today, it would be completely different than that when we do run it. But because we have to train there, like we have to train, we have to grow our abilities, our, our, our physique, right? Our stamina to be able to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the timing of this conversation couldn't be better. <clears throat> um, you know, you want to look at mentoring and leadership um, at, at the highest possible level. I mean, you look at a guy like Tom Brady and what he just did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Right. I, I, I mean, it, it's, I, I'm not a, a fan of the NFL uh, by any means. I couldn't name 10 players on even the Patriots who I kind of follow, uh, but I am a fan of outstanding individuals. And what Tom Brady has done, you know, at the age that he has done it at, you know, to leave the Patriots and probably the most successful or frankly, the most successful uh, era for any football franchise in the history of the game and say, you know, I'm going to leave this and I'm going to go over here and, I, and watch, I'm going to do it again and then perform the way he did. And it was funny because I was watching it with my kid uh, and, and I was having the conversation that, you know, it was kind of going into the fourth quarter. And I said, okay, this is where Tom Brady takes over the game. This is where he tells his team, all right, guys, I've been here before. I know what it's going to take. And this is how we're going to do it. And line up behind me and I'm going to take you to the next Super Bowl. And I mean, you could see it, you know, if you look at the first, the second and the third quarters and compare them to the first quarters, it's a different team. 
and 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 then you know obviously you see uh, the results of that, but uh, it's just unbelievable. And so you know you think about that and 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 this conversation, and I think it it aligns perfectly. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, Carlos, uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, kind of your your professional history and kind of what you do right now? Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to go back even a little bit further and just say that, um, you know, I too, I came to the United States at a very young age um, and I'm an only child of a single mother. And so, you know, going to college uh, was a non-negotiable for my mom. And, uh, and it was, you know, find a way to do it no matter what, right? And so I was able to do that successfully. Uh, first, it was for her, and then it eventually became, you know, important for me. And since then, um, I always knew that I wanted to be in business. Uh, real estate was always a, a fascination for me. Uh, and through my career, I've owned a couple of companies, sold a couple of companies, you know, worked for Fortune 500 company. Um, and you know, now I'm fortunate enough to be a real estate investor. And I also get called on by private equity groups or family offices or um, you know, independent owners of businesses to help them scale uh, their organizations. So right now I, uh, I have a, a medical device that we're scaling, that we're commercializing and scaling. Um, it's called the MetaSystem and it's going incredibly well. And then I also have my real estate investment firm that uh, focuses on workforce housing. So affordable housing um, and workforce communities, uh, which checks off a lot of boxes for me. But um, if I look back at the goals that I had in high school of who I wanted to be, where I wanted to live, um, you know, where I wanted my children to go to school, uh, I'd say that I've met them all and exceeded them. And if I had to go back and change anything, I think that I would have made them bigger, right? And so I, my goal, I should have set higher goals for myself. And I think the goals that I established then was a result of the environment that I was in. Um, and the goals that I'm establishing today um, are the same, you know, result of the environment I have now. So, you know, dream big and, and push yourself and, and find a mentor or find a group, uh, you know, to get it done with. Carlos, man, I, again, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Thank you for coming for the show. Um, and if students want to connect with you, I'm assuming LinkedIn would be the best way to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy, happy to connect and happy to help um, anyone uh, in any way that I can to achieve the goals that they're, that they're setting out to get. Amazing. Thank you, Carlos. And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode. Catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to the Mastering College to Career podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. In an age of short attention spans, this speaks volumes about you. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think that the podcast deserves. Until next time, catch you guys on the next episode.